Hi, I'm Jade Hernandez, a camouflage tattoo artist and educator. I help beauty bosses effectively market their business and become the authority in their field, close more leads and make more money. In the past six years, I've launched two successful beauty businesses to multiple six figures with over a hundred five-star raving reviews and several media press spotlights. While most marketers will tell you to hustle and work harder for success, I'll show you how to create more value from the inside out so that you work less, make more, and truly expand and transform your business and life. This is the Beauty Expanded Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Before I dive into today's topic, I wanted to sincerely thank all of you who have taken the time to leave me a rating or a review. I really, really appreciate it and I respect your time and thank you so much for supporting this new creative project of mine. In today's episode, I wanted to have a conversation about how I deal with haters or people who judge me. I mean, I don't know if they actually hate me. That's a pretty strong word. But for this particular episode, let's just call them haters or how you deal with criticism in your industry and on social media. I also wanted to talk to you about copycats and people who plagiarize or steal your work and claim it as their own. Unfortunately, both things happen pretty prevalently in our industry or any industry for that matter. And by all means, I know how it feels when people hate on you and or steal your work. It definitely happens to me. So let's start with haters. Anytime you put yourself out there on social media, you're always going to be an easy target for people to judge. The difference is I've really come to just embrace it and accept it. I know it's going to happen. People judge 24-7. Even those of you who have left a rating and a review on my podcast judged it. So a judgment can be positive or negative. Everyone is interpreting everything that is happening in their life as being good or negative. And so your positive reviews and comments about my podcast is your own personal judgment. We are meaning-making machines. As humans, back in the cave days, we had to judge things as a survival skill. It's built within us. And even though we live very differently and have evolved, our brains interpret things all the time, whether we're truly conscious of it or not. Knowing that every day and every moment you're most likely judging something or someone means that of course people are going to judge me when I post a video or when I launch a podcast. I know it's going to happen. So the way that I look at things is I would rather spend my energy, focus, and attention in acceptance. I know that it's a given I know that I can't control it. I know that I can't please everyone. For example, not everyone loves guacamole. It boggles my mind, but it's true. So if it's impossible to be everyone's cup of tea and there's no way that you can control whether or not someone is going to judge you positively or negatively, then the only thing you can do is just simply be with it, is to embrace it, accept it, and invite it in. That builds up your comfort in exposing and really putting yourself out there. 
This comfortability is also the reason why all my social media accounts are public. None of them are private, nor have they ever been. Jokingly, I will say that I feed my haters content on a daily basis. Their perception and their interpretations of me is none of my business, nor do I let it pertain to me because I don't let their opinions of me or the fear of people's judgments stop me from doing what it is that I know I'm meant to do. The difference between me and someone else is that I would say most people are so afraid of what others may think of them that their energy focus and attention is on what would they think of me? What would my family think of me? What would Sally think of me? They're more focused on the fear of what someone else is thinking of them over their own life. I value and prioritize myself in serving those that I'm meant to serve. So when I put myself out there, I already know and accept that not everyone is going to resonate with me. Not everyone is going to connect with me. And that's okay because there is going to be a percentage of people who do. So when I do a video or even a podcast episode, I focus on the people that I can help and I don't focus on my haters. The other thing about haters is that usually when someone else is hating on you, it really has nothing to do with you. Now, it may feel personal. I mean, we're all human. And so every once in a while, a mean comment on one of my Instagram posts, sometimes it does get to me. I would say, thankfully, the majority of them I'm able to just brush off my shoulders. But every once in a while, something will irk me. And in that moment, what I'll do is I'll usually call a trusted friend, hash it out with them. I'm able to express my emotions about it. And then that emotional release allows me to be able to look within myself to see where I'm vulnerable to allow this one comment get to me versus the other comments that have been said in the past. So usually it's an opportunity for me to be able to reflect back on myself and kind of see what's happening for me for me to actually personalize it. Because at the end of the day, a negative comment or a mean comment really has nothing to do with me. More often than not, when someone leaves a really rude comment, I'll tap on their profile and it's no surprise that their profile photo is either empty, blank, a graphic, or a cat, or something that doesn't actually expose their identity. Sometimes it's a throwaway account that has zero followers, zero friends, or their account is private, which tells me that if you're not in the arena like me, if you're not doing video and putting yourself out there, if you're not exposing who you are and showing people what your essence is, then your commentary has no value to me. It holds no weight because we're not even playing the same sport. Of course, it's easy to judge others when you're sitting on the sidelines. When you take the time to actually be negative and to put forth rude comments that are intentionalized to hurt someone, and at the same time, you hide behind the keyboard because you yourself are not exposing who you are, what it tells me is that it isn't personal. There's something going on with your bitterness, your unhappiness, your jealousy. That's your internal battle. And all I'm doing is reflecting and mirroring to you what you don't like about yourself. Because nothing I post has the intentions to hurt others. You know, there's a saying that says, hurt people hurt people. 
And there's a lot of truth to that because when you're secure in who you are and you enjoy life, love the people that you're around, love what you do for a living, you're not even in the frequency to bash others. You're busy staying in your lane, living your life. And keyboard warriors who are out there to spew out hate, they are living in a dark place. And that's not my responsibility to fix. I usually always just delete the comments. I rarely ever respond to them. I just delete them and move my attention elsewhere. Now, there's also haters who may be jealous of you. I had a trainer that I trained with a long time ago, and to this day, she still talks ill of me. Rumor has it that she fired her marketing assistant because her marketing assistant refused to leave a bad review on my Google business page. Even though she's blocked me, she still constantly checks into what I'm doing and then gossips to others or even reaches out to students that she's trained in the past and asks them why they're commenting on my posts. And the only reason why I even know this is because people talk, they're either confused or they want to know more information or they've been burned by her and they want to know how I'm affiliated with her, which for the record, I am not affiliated with her whatsoever. I trained with her years, years, years ago. It's one of the reasons that motivated and fueled me to start my own training, but I don't pay any attention to her. I don't have any mean or negative things to say to her. I'm not going to recommend her to people, but I definitely am not going out of my way to do that. Whereas with her, I can see that she is very focused on what I'm doing. Anytime her name is mentioned, I simply just move the conversation to something else. And I just don't fixate on someone that doesn't care for me. I have much bigger things, more fulfilling ways to spend my time and attention. You are where your attention is. And what I mean by that is have you ever noticed that when you're angry or upset with someone and the more you think of that person and that situation, the angrier you get, that's because wherever you place your attention only expands. So instead of focusing on the given percentage that isn't going to resonate with me and being really upset with that and having that then hold me back from expressing myself, I would rather focus on the percentage of people that do connect with me and have that continue to expand my creativity and things that I want to do to further help and connect with those people. So where is your attention? Is it more invested in all the people that are going to judge you? Variety is the spice of life. I love that we have all sorts of different personalities, people, styles, food. Variety is a great thing. It gives us option. It gives us freedom. And so if someone doesn't resonate with you, that's okay. There's nothing personal about that that doesn't take away your worth or your value. So many of us personalize rejection. It's going to happen, but it doesn't mean that it has to hold you back from the success that you can have. If you're one of those people who hasn't put yourself out there on social media because of this underlying fear of rejection, you are doing a huge disservice to the world because When people can't find you, you can't help them. The ability and degree of 
service that you can bring into the world is limited by your own fear of judgment. I did this exercise one time. I was reading one of Brene Brown's book and it was really illuminating for me because she talked about judgment and vulnerability. And in this exercise, which you can definitely do, it was very powerful for me. She had you draw a square on a piece of paper. And inside that square, you were to put the names of people whose judgment truly, truly mattered to you. Like whose opinion of you truly matters to you. So I drew the square and as I was drawing the square, I kind of actually thought I was going to be putting a lot of people's names inside the square because I actually do have a very great community. I have very meaningful relationships in my life. And I thought I was immediately going to be putting down a lot of those people inside the square. And when I took a moment of silence to really meditate and get quiet about this and intentional, I ended up putting, I think, two or three names. And to me, because I'm such a visual person, seeing this big square on a piece of paper and then literally two or three names. I, I know one of them was definitely my husband, but I forget what, who the other two were, which is kind of funny because it's like, oh, wow, has that changed? Maybe I should do this exercise again. But inside this square, those three names just seem so small. And that was very revealing to me to show me that aside from their high, you know, regard for me, because it is important for me to know that they support me. These are the people that truly know me inside out. And so they know my character. They know my potential. So if I was falling off the bandwagon, their opinion of me calling me out would actually matter to me. It would mean something versus Joe Schmo who's on the internet. And so seeing how big that square was, but how small and minimal the list was inside was very revealing to me and the fact of the majority of people out there, their opinion really doesn't matter to me. What matters most is, of course, my own esteem for myself, but a very, 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 very less than a handful amount of people versus thousands of people that follow me on social media. We are all given that tool and opportunity to create whatever life we want to have, but so many of us do hold our potential back, our interests back, our passions back for the fear of what others will think. And so you're essentially allowing others to live your life, to have control over the way that you live and to have power over you. And why would you do that? When it comes to people who hate, just let them hate. It doesn't mean anything. Focus on your business. Focus on those who follow you and love you and connect with you and you're going to be better off for it. The other thing I wanted to talk about was how I deal with people who plagiarize, steal, and copy your creative content. I've always have had a knack for marketing. I always think of things outside of the box. I do things specifically to really own in in my creative energy. Long story short, it may sound a bit woo-woo to you, but when I'm creating, I'm co-creating with God, Source, Universe. I have angels that I work with and I'm co-creating from, I'll just simplify it, from Source. So when I create things, I'm one with Source. And so everything I create is from a higher place. I know that being a pioneer or innovator 
creator, you're always going to have people that are going to copy from you and essentially steal from you. Just like judgment, it it's a given. I'm not going to waste my time trying to chase after people who copy my stuff because, again, you are where your attention is and I'd rather not focus on people who are stealing. But it happens. It happens all the time. And the way that I deal with it is on a higher level, I know that anytime someone copies my materials, says the things that I do, it will always be a watered version of what I do, of what I've created. I'm co-creating with source, whereas they're pulling from me. They're not creating from their own divine intelligence. They are pulling from me in order to express themselves and their business. And every time they do that, it falls flat. I see it all the time. We're all on social media. I see my colleagues, some of them definitely still captions or try and do videos the same way that I do. And it always falls flat because it's inauthentic. They can't be me. They can try and copy me. They can try and resemble to be like me. But I am me. I am my own person. Just like if I were to try and copy them, it would always fall flat because they are their own person. And anytime they try to teach like me, train like me, I have students who will train on camouflage tattooing and immediately jump into training because they want to make money or whatever their reasons and motivations are. And they will copy a lot of the things that I taught them. But because they don't truly know it, because it's not in them, they're not embodying it, they haven't mastered the craft, they haven't invested enough time and experience. And so when they steal something from me and then try and copy it and reteach it, but basically teach plagiarized work, it falls flat. It doesn't have the same effect, the same value as if I were to teach it. They haven't accumulated the experience to contribute to their future students. That energy, that frequency is so different. And unfortunately, that student isn't going to get the profound effects of the training because they're just getting plagiarized work. But again, that's not for me to solve because everyone has their own responsibility and due diligence to do their own research when they're looking to train. And some people don't really care about that. They, you know, think that camouflage tattooing is really easy. All they have to do is just have someone teach them and they'll be good to go. And then they make mistakes and eventually usually realize that they actually need more training. The other thing about copying people's work is that it's not sustaining. So because I'm co-creating, I am always pioneering new ideas and new content. Because when you co-create with source, that is infinity. There's no limit to that. There's an endless supply of that. Whereas when you're constantly pulling from someone else for your expression, for your business, for your growth, for your money, for your success, that can't be sustained in the same ways that co-creating with your own divinity would. In addition, that pulling and copying That frequency comes from scarcity, and that's a low vibration. Whereas when I'm co-creating with God and universe, there's an abundance there. Ideas are always manifesting in my head. And that's why people gravitate, or my prospects, gravitate towards 
calling my business or reaching out for a consultation, they're meeting me at a higher frequency and they feel it. It's transferable. Energy is very transferable. You can walk into a room or meet someone and immediately get a feel for their mood or the energy of the room, even if you can't see it. And so same thing with your marketing is plagiarized and stolen images and copyrighted material doesn't have the same effect as the source that it was created from. You guys all know how I feel about competition. I don't think of it as a negative thing, but I do feel like I'm 10 steps ahead of my competitors because a lot of them just copy off of each other, whereas I'm creating new content all the time. So by the time that a lot of them start copying my stuff, I'm already onto another project. I just don't waste too much time on people who do that. I have discernment and I know where I have to hold boundaries with them. I'm less generous in what I offer them for them because I know that what they're doing is just stealing and using me. And so I'm going to be less open with them. But I guess at the end of the day, I've learned to just accept that it's going to happen. I will also use my intuition in how I handle it. Usually 90% of the time, I do just let it go. If someone has stolen my image and then puts their logo on top of my logo and they're claiming and portraying it as if it's their own before and after transformation, if I catch it, I'm not actively seeking it out. But if a profile comes into my radar and I see that, oh, they've stolen an image, I'll usually comment on that photo this photo is mine and you do not have permission to use it. And 10 out of 10 times, they'll just end up blocking me. So today, it's really just a matter of knowing with my intuition, do I need to address this or do I just let it go? And I'd say 90% of the time, it's just let it go. Not even comment on their photo. I've had other artists reach out to me and tell me, oh, I've, I saw this image. It was stolen from this profile. And I more often than not, just let it go these days. Now, every once in a while, though, I've had had situations where I did need to address it. There was an artist in Beverly Hills. She's actually very well known and has been on TV. And one Sunday afternoon, it had just hit me to look at her website randomly and I really do follow my intuition and I looked on her website and saw that there was a page that had completely been stolen from my webpage. Everything down to the content, the photos, even the banner link that I created on my website. I have a designed banner that gives people the option to apply for financing and the person had stolen the design and, and put it on their website as well. And I was really frustrated when I saw that because I put a lot of work and time into the things that I create and for someone to just be so lazy and literally copy everything, it really did bother me. I called a trusted friend, hashed it out with her, and really just came down to the conclusion that I needed to say something to this artist. Intuitively, I actually got the message that she didn't know that it had been plagiarized work. She knew that obviously it was on her website, but I really got the feeling that it was either her web designer or webmaster, but that she didn't actually copy it. So I sent her an email and had my girlfriend draft it up with me, who's a lawyer. 
was very direct and stated that she had plagiarized my work, gave her the screenshots, and that we needed a response from her in 24 hours. Long story short, she had responded and apologized, and you could tell she was really worked up and upset and embarrassed. She CC'd her web designer, so my intuition was right. And was literally ranting on the web designer saying how lazy she was for copying all of my work and that, you know, she had given her enough content for her to be original and that she would put down the web page immediately. So that was a situation where I knew intuitively that I needed to address it. But the thing is, is that when I sent her that email, the intention behind that was for me to speak up for myself regardless of whether or not she was going to respond because I didn't know if she was going to respond. There was no guarantee. So for me, it was getting really clear and aligned with, I am doing this for me. I've worked really hard for this and I'm proud of it and I need to address it and confront her about it regardless if she's accountable because you can't make someone accountable. I can't make people not steal my images. Of course, I can put my logo and do the things to protect myself, but people are going to do what they do. And so again, people are going to steal, they're going to copy, they're going to plagiarize. And is it really worth my highest good and my time to chase after them? Sometimes the answer is yes. And if the answer is yes, there's usually a deeper meaning behind that, which is something that I need for myself and for my highest good, regardless of how they react to it. But I would say a lot of times the answer is let it go. And that's how I deal with haters and people who copy my work. I don't know if that helps you at all, but my biggest takeaways that I want you to really, really grasp is that don't let other people's judgment of you stop you from creating the life that you want to live. It's a given. They are going to judge you, but that doesn't mean that they have control over you unless you allow them to have that. And then the second thing is that anytime someone copies or steals your images, figure out if it's worth your time and in your highest good to address it or to let it go. This industry doesn't need more trainers. This industry needs better trainers. And if you can't contribute to this industry and all you're doing is copying other people, that's not going to sustain you. It's not going to bring meaning into your life. It's not going to bring fulfillment into your life. And it will eventually catch up to you. Being on the other side of that coin, it doesn't always feel good to be the bigger person. One of the lessons I learned last year but it is worth it in the long run. You just keep focusing on you, your gifts, and those that you serve, and you will be rewarded tenfold. I truly believe that. I'm a testament to that. Until next time, have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'd love to connect and help you more. If you have a question you'd like for me to answer, please send it to jade at studioconceal.com. That's J-A-Y-D at studioconceal.com and I might highlight it on my podcast. I find what's often personal is most general. So if this episode helped you, please share it with a friend who may need the encouragement and inspiration. I'll catch you on the next one.